It was amazing to me how much more I actually got done moving slower. It's one of those examples of like, when you're going really fast, you just don't have the same traction. And when you slow down, it's like, that's where like the rubber meets the road and you can really dig in and get a grip on what it is that you're doing, why it's meaningful to you, what it's for, and really just enjoy where you are instead of being miserable where you are because you're not where you're heading to, which we never get to anyway. Be more and do less. What does that actually mean? How do you slow down to get more done? And what the hell is emotional freedom or EFT tapping? Find out the answers on this very special one-year anniversary podcast episode as we discuss the subconscious secrets of an ADHD entrepreneurial mom. Before we dive in, though, I want to thank you for having the bravery to face your shit and heal yourself. I also want to thank everyone that's been liking, sharing, and subscribing, and a big thank you to everyone who's listening for the very first time. Please share with everyone who you think would benefit from listening to this. So who am I and why did I decide to create this show? It's a really good question. After unraveling all of the medical and pharmaceutical lies I had been told about my endometriosis, I educated myself and I was able to heal myself after 17 years of debilitating pain. On this show, whether it's endo or any other disorder labeled as chronic, we expose the lesser known solutions that can heal your mind, your body, and your spirit. I am an artist and photographer, so I created an ongoing art series about it called Every Phase, where I powerfully illustrate how I healed myself as I live by the phases of the female hormonal cycle. The artwork shows what's happening in the brain and the body and during each phase and how you can biohack and leverage this energy in your life. I am actually living the art, so it's about more than just healing. The writing and the art discuss truth, freedom, and our current financial and healthcare system slavery and the way out of it. To learn more about it, subscribe on my website, MeredithOchoa.com. Even though I was lied to for years by doctors promoting Big Pharma, I was able to find experts who helped me achieve what I thought was impossible. This show introduces them to you. Today, we are chatting with EFT master practitioner and hypnotherapist, Teresa Lear Levine. Teresa's battles, Teresa's battles with past traumas, high-functioning anxiety, and ADHD trapped her in a recurring Groundhog Day of dis-ease, distraction, and dissatisfaction. A transformative pivot came when exhaustion, insomnia, and the struggle to be present in her own abundantly blessed life broke her down. Driven to embrace life's potential and achieve aligned success, Teresa delved into decoding her nervous system, the law of attraction, and the subconscious mind. Through emotional freedom techniques, hypnotherapy, and a fresh perspective on energy and manifestation, Teresa swiftly shed negative emotions and expanded her consciousness. This restoration brought back calm, clarity, and confidence that became a foundation of her success. 
Teresa's book, Becoming More Me, Tapping Into Success, Subconscious Secrets of an ADHD Entrepreneurial Mom, was born out of her passion to help other like-minded women on their quest to ditch anxiety, limiting beliefs, and past trauma. Readers are guided through reclaiming their power and stepping into a new paradigm rich in self-trust, groundedness, and uplifting beliefs that empower them to manifest their greatest dreams and desires. Teresa is the founder of Becoming More Me and host of Becoming More Me podcast. She lives near Washington, D.C. with her husband, Jeff, their four boys, and two yellow labs. Teresa, welcome to the show. How has your day been so far? Well, this feels like the first time I'm getting to breathe, so I'm happy to be here with you, Meredith. I totally feel you. We were chatting a little bit off air about my horrific move. Yeah. No, I feel you. I've, I've been in similar situations and it's never fun. Yeah. Today feels like it's been one of those going, going, going days that is going to keep going long after we're done recording. So it, I'm just happy to be pausing in this moment to have some fun conversation with you. Totally. We're going to face our shit and heal ourselves during it. But Perfect. before we do that, I'd love to know what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, well, I had the same thing that I have pretty much every morning for breakfast. I'm very much a creature of habit in that respect. Somebody asked me what my favorite food was the other day, and I made my breakfast was what I gave them because I'll eat it all the time. I had a slice of toasted orange label Ezekiel bread with some chunky organic peanut butter, some raw honey, and some coconut oil slathered together on top of it and a sprinkle of cinnamon. Oh, my gosh. So good. I've had something similar I go through phases of, you know, like the Ezekiel, the coconut oils, <laughs> just season, different seasons. So, yeah, that's definitely been one for me. I love the Ezekiel bread. It's awesome. Yeah. I never get sick of it. I think I've eaten that almost as a standard daily breakfast for like eight or nine years now. It's pathetically boring, I suppose. But I don't know. Sometimes I put some mm. banana or some strawberries or something on top. But Yeah. No, it's that good. It's that good. Plus the cinnamon to help with the hormones, like coconut oil. It's all just full of like those rich fats. It's awesome. While we're on the topic of emotional freedom, how you have come to face your own shit, so to speak, leading you to become this phenomenal emotional freedom technique, EFT, tapping, master practitioner. Yes. So. There's many points in our lives, as you know, from facing your own shit and healing your own stuff, that we have these pivots. But I would say that the most significant pivot for me was somewhere around seven years ago, which is right around the same time as my fourth son was born. And when I really started feeling a lot more overwhelm and anxiety and buildup of things that honestly had been habitual, building up a lot of things that have been with me for my entire life, but that I hadn't actually faced because I hadn't had to. And it got very important to face them, trying to raise four boys, wanting to have a healthy marriage, and just wanting to become more of who I wanted to be in this world. So that pivot was around that time. And that is the premise for which I wrote my new book also, Becoming More Me, Tapping into Success, Subconscious Secrets of an ADHD Entrepreneurial Mom. And it 
pretty much goes back to that point. Although I go way back because we have these foundational faults too. I mean, there's fingers I can point at all different things that have happened in my life from the beliefs that I was raised to have to my, my first marriage to all different things. I had car accidents that put me on disability for periods of time, all different things that fed into my belief system and prevented me from stepping into my full power. And I'd be lying if I said that I was free of all of that completely, but the awareness and the consciousness that I'm able to bring into my life now make it a lot easier to move through those things and allow me to be a lot more resilient when facing those kind of things. Wow. Becoming more me. Perfect. Perfectly said. And it's just what a fitting title, especially for all of those experiences, which I think the majority of people, ADHD, raising kids, going through all of this shit we call life. And a lot of times we fight reality because we think we just should be able to get through this or we just should this or should that. And it's like, well, yeah, if you're standing out in the middle of the rain, guess what? You're going to get wet. You're just going to make it harder on yourself unless you like go inside and do what you need to do. Yes. But nobody's really teaching us how to go inside and do what we need to do. It's like that should be happening in like early elementary school years, but it's not really a foundational thing that we learn. No, it's not. And like you were saying, it's part of the foundation of our lives and everything that we really truly desire to be able to help that come to fruition and come into reality. We have to take care of the foundation, which is us, the power source of everything else that we give life to, which you know, with yeah. law of attraction, I know you talked a little bit briefly about how you're a law of attraction coach and like energy strategist. How then this is such a hot topic right now, as always, because people are always like, oh, cool. I can just like think of something and then it comes to life. Right. Also, which there's a lot to yeah. chat about. Yeah, there's a lot there, but I know it's directly connected to many things, but one of those things being your nervous system. So how yeah. can people start regulating their nervous system to be in balance with that so they can attract what they really desire? Yeah. So I don't think I'd even heard what is now seeming to be a buzzword, nervous system regulation. I feel like everybody talks about it now and very few people really understand what they're talking about. But I don't think I'd even really thought about it until probably sometime in that seven years ago time frame. I didn't realize how dysregulated I was. I didn't realize that my anxiousness, my high functioning anxiety, all the go-go kind of stuff that was built into my life was really like a manifestation of my dysregulation. So one of my favorite ways, obviously, as an EFT master practitioner to regulate the nervous system is through EFT tapping, which is a combination of ancient Chinese wisdom and modern psychology, where you literally tap on these different meridian endpoints in the body all over the, the head and the collarbone area to under the arm. And you focus on whatever the negative emotion is, voice it, allow the emotion to move, and it can be used effectively on anything that is causing dis-ease in our life, whether that is a physical dis-ease like a headache or an emotional thing like a past trauma or something that you're future pacing, anxious, worrying about, something that's happening right here and now. It's effective on all of those things. It can even go so far as to 
change the way our genes express themselves. So it's really powerful stuff that is very available to anyone who wants to use it. And it regulates the nervous system by going right to the amygdala. When we're doing tapping, the messages get sent directly to that little walnut-shaped part of our brain, almond shape, it's like a nut, Mm -hmm. that is in charge of our fight, flight, freeze, flee, fawn responses. Instead of just like talk therapy, which is happening on a completely conscious level, and oftentimes we can understand things logically or rationally and not actually get the change to happen in our life, this takes things further. It calms the amygdala and it regulates the nervous system. It allows that fight or flight urge to be relaxed. It allows us to feel safe as we work on things and it lowers our stress hormones. So you can lower your cortisol up to like 43% in five minutes of tapping. And it doesn't really matter. You can choose one thing to tap on and lowering your stress hormones takes care of a lot of things. You know, not just you might be working on a headache, but suddenly you're feeling a little better about everything afterwards. I know that for me, that was honestly how I got hooked when I went to this workshop Mm -hmm. uh, back before COVID. And I think I Mm -hmm. had COVID at the workshop, but it was so new. It was like February of that year. And like, I didn't really think it was here yet, but boy, I got sick. And I got sick en route to this retreat. Otherwise, I wouldn't have like taken this along with me. But I was there. It was a kid-free weekend and I was going to make the most of it. And as part of this retreat, we had a practitioner come in and show us how to do EFT tapping on anxiety as a group. Now, the reason that this is important is because EFT really favors specificity. Like when we do a round of Mm -hmm. tapping, the more specific we can get, the better. So sometimes group work can seem to dilute things. But also EFT has a really cool benefit called borrowed benefits, which means when one person works on something, other people benefit. Also, you benefit on things within yourself. So for me, I showed up at this retreat feeling awful. And I mean, my sinuses were messed up. My throat was on fire. I had very low energy and we're tapping on anxiety. Well, I had plenty of that too. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. cool, work on anxiety. But as I tapped on this anxiety as a group with other people that were there, I also noticed my head was clearing, my throat was feeling better, and I didn't feel like going and crawling in a hole and sleeping for the rest of the day. And that lasted with me for hours. I felt significantly better for a significant period of time. And Mm -hmm. that was when I was like, wow, there's like something to this that not only was I feeling a lot less anxious, but it had an effect on the entirety of me. Yeah. So key what you were saying too about how cortisol, stress, it's the foundation of so many different ailments, diseases. So we tend to bypass. people don't realize that if Mm -hmm. our stress hormones are up, our good feeling hormones, the, the oxytocin and all the good stuff, it can't be. It's like yeah. a seesaw. If one side's up, the other side's going to be down and vice versa. So when we make room yeah. by lowering the cortisol, we can have more of the stuff that feels good lifting us up and supporting us. Yeah. And I think that's what happens too is people want to bypass and just be like, no, more oxytocin. Like just go to symptom treating or hormone replacement or like taking like these things that completely bypass the actual like root cause of it, which is your own stress and anxiety and the the shit (laughs) that you need to face in your life. So it's just, it's really phenomenal tapping. I've been uh, definitely interested in it and tried it just a little bit, nothing to the level that you have like with your clients, but I have always I'm always looking for different ways to approach the nervous system regulation 
and really viewing it also as just information. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. like because we're stressed out or we have like, you know, these raised levels of cortisol. It's a message. It doesn't mean that we're broken or bad or like we're not doing shit right in our lives. Exactly. And I say, I think that's really key for people to even begin to have the willingness to heal and the willingness to try some of these things is to view themselves as it's not that you're broken. Your body's giving you a message. And be able to detect yeah. from the outcome and not assign a particular meaning to anything good or bad. Absolutely. Speaking of, one thing you could recommend all people start today. And then one thing they should stop or you would recommend that they stop today and oh, yeah. help them achieve well, emotional freedom. <laughs> I would definitely suggest if you've never tried EFT tapping, it's a great place to start. You and I are actually going to do some tapping together after we record this. And I'll have something that your listeners will be able to get a hold of by simply just going to theprivatesessions.com. They'll be able to get not only our session, but like dozens and dozens of sessions. So you'll be able to find something that applies to you and try it. Because it's one thing to like hear Meredith and I talk about it. It's another thing to get your hands on and actually feel that energetic shift and change in yourself. But one step simpler, next time you're having like a heated conversation or something, maybe you're on the phone with somebody and it's a heated conversation or whatever, and just tap one point, like your collarbone point. If you're watching video, you just see I'm tapping like that sore spot on my chest with like all four of my fingers and my thumb. And have the conversation while you tap that point. It's very regulating and it'll allow you to work through anything that's coming up that's bothersome in the conversation without it becoming an energetic blockage and being a problem for you later on. So mm -hmm. I always just say like whenever you're going through something like that, even just one point, whether it's like the karate chop point on the side of your hand, which you just use one hand to tap the outer side on your pinky of your hand, or that spot I just mentioned, the, like the collarbone area on the chest. Both of those spots are real easy go-tos that you can relieve a lot from yourself, regulate a lot, and get a lot of mileage out of just by doing what you're already doing, having the conversation and moving through it and allowing your body to process it along with your mind. And then as far as what people should stop doing, I wish we would all just honestly like worry a little bit less. You know, I, I talk so much with women who like with high functioning anxiety like myself and this like perfectionism, this feeling of being behind, all this kind of stuff. You are never behind in your own life. You are always right where you need to be. And that's it. So the worry never serves us. The only place that we can have any power is right here in the present moment. So when we're worrying, we're diluting our power to do anything or be what we want to be in the moment where we have the power. Like when we got on here and you're talking about something going on with your move, it's like, yeah, that's going to be waiting for you afterwards. But like right now, it's just you and me. That's all we've got. Like all we can do right now is have a beautiful conversation that, you know, is going to, to help you and me and help all the people that are going to listen to it. And that's where I want all my power to be right now instead of worrying about what I have going on an hour from now or later on today or whatever else. I can't do anything about any of that. So I think mm -hmm. when you're feeling that when you're feeling that anxiety, just being a little bit more aware about it. And that's something that using the techniques I embrace fully, like emotional freedom techniques, like hypnotherapy, really help people to become more aware and to catch themselves. I don't think we ever get free of having those kind of things tug at us every now and then. But I do mm -hmm. think we can become more aware. 
I move through the cycle of quitting my worries a lot faster now than I used to because I have that awareness, because I have that consciousness. It doesn't mean I don't mm. worry, but a lot less. Yeah, worry. I'm really glad you brought that up, actually, because I think it, it's also, too, one of those things that you can't tell yourself. Once you're already in it, you can't tell yourself, well, stop worrying. Think that this just going to make it like go more like, OK, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's like you're what you resist persists. It's just such a beautiful proof of that because I've done that so much. I definitely love the tapping method. I can totally see that as circumvent preventing even getting to that space because it's definitely something that I struggle with worry. I actually have a worry journal, which has helped tremendously, actually, because it's really just like allowing yourself to feel and being like, okay, what am I worried about? Can't like you, like you said, can I do anything about it? Oh, if there's something I can do about it, I write down what that is. Once that's done, it's like, okay, well then it's out of my hands. I mean, our worries, our fears, they all have something to offer us. So Mm -hmm. it becomes a matter of meeting them compassionately of listening mm-hmm. to them, seeing what they have to offer. They're a part of us, so to speak. So if you can even just talk to the worry and see what it has to offer you, almost like you might talk to an inner child, another inner version of yourself or what have you, meet that worry where you are and, okay, worry, what do you need me to know? What is totally. it that you're worried about for me that you want me to worry about? Because usually it's a matter of protection or it's a matter of familiarity. Because we tend to find worry or anxiety in spaces and places that have, they're not familiar. We haven't gotten into that growth edge yet to make it comfortable. And that's a lot of what I work with people to is to make the unfamiliar familiar and the familiar unfamiliar, whatever the needs to be done. And that's where we can grow in really in doing that and allowing our subconscious mind to relax around the ways that we want to change and grow that we are resisting and holding on to. Totally. So speaking of worrying journals, worrying (laughs) all the fears and speaking to our inner child, those weaknesses are perceived weaknesses, right? Things that we perceive as not necessarily our strengths. I know that You've talked on your website and some of the methods you employ with clients, how to sort of release resistance around those things and kind of leverage them into leaning into them so they actually become our superpowers, which is, I totally relate to this too, because it reminds me of what I went through in endometriosis with my period, with it being my pain, my absolute weakness, like exorcist level weakness to really now something I look forward to and really being my superpower of how I tune into myself. What are some of the most effective techniques you've found to help that process of those perceived weaknesses not really being as much of a pain in the ass for people? Yeah, I mean, I go right back to the, the EFT or the hypnotherapy But it's in the way that we apply them to the things that we're perceiving weaknesses that really makes a big difference. So I work, again, a lot with ADHD. I work a lot with high-functioning anxiety. And so, for instance, with ADHD, a tendency to be impulsive 
is very common. And so when I either use hypnotherapy or emotional freedom techniques, I can calm down more easily. I can slow my thoughts. I can get to the root of what it is that's causing the impulsiveness. Am I numbing? Am I avoiding something? What is this that has me feeling so impulsive? And then again, greet that with compassion and integrate it and see what it has to offer me. The same thing goes for disorganization or problem solving, prioritizing things. I can, when we're doing a round of EFT tapping, for instance, we start with a setup statement that says something like, even though I, we fill in the blank with what the issue is, I want to love, accept, and forgive myself. And so I might, I might be upset about my poor time management. Maybe I thought I was going to get a heck of a lot done during this day that I had free or what have you. And instead I have very little to show for the day. And maybe I'm feeling really frustrated as I get to the end of that day and my kids are getting ready to come home and I know that I can't do anything more now. So maybe I just tap on, even though I feel like I really blew it today, I love, accept, and forgive myself. Even though part of me knows I could have managed my time better and I could have gotten these things done, I didn't. And I'm open to the idea that is okay. That kind of stuff. But then also as I'm doing the tapping and I'm working through the main eight points from the top of the head down to under the arm, which you guys will get to see if you watch the, the video that Meredith and I are going to do, I'm going to express myself. I am going to let my inner critic loose and I'm not going to try to sugarcoat stuff. Maybe I'm going, you know, nothing done today. How could I have squandered this whole day? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? And I'm going to just say the things that I'm feeling. I feel like sick to my stomach that I blew it today. And I'm going to let all the negative stuff have its moment and get itself out because only through doing that will I get to the point where I'm going through those points maybe a second or third time. And I'm saying something like, I'm open to the idea that maybe I needed this rest today. Or I'm open to the idea that things are turning out just the way they're supposed to. And maybe I wasn't ever in control of it to begin with. You know, just letting kind of a calm clarity come over to me, a new perspective that I'm okay right where I am. I'm not behind. Everything's going to be all right. Tomorrow's another day feeling. But if I don't take the time to acknowledge the really shitty feelings underneath of it, I can't genuinely get to the point of loving, accepting, or forgiving what transpired earlier in the day that I was judging myself for, criticizing myself for, and beating myself up about. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Totally. So many words of wisdom in there. And I've heard you say so many just valuable golden nuggets on your podcast and, you know, many things that you do. But one of my favorites is we can be more and do less. What does that mean to you? Well, as a former captive to my to-do list and someone who was always looking to just check off and cross off some more things during the day without paying a whole lot of attention to the purpose or lack thereof behind what I was doing. I always felt like in order to achieve my big goals, there had to be a lot of hard work behind it. And that can't stop, won't stop, hustle, strive, go, go, go. Like I'm not yeah. going to rest until it's done kind of energy. Yeah. That was definitely me. And I'm ambitious. Like I won't, I'm ambitious as fuck, but I unapologetically, but there's also like an energy that comes with hustle and strive that does not serve any of us. And there were beliefs in there that only working hard could be rewarded in the way that I wanted to be rewarded. So 
for me, learning how to adjust my energy, and energy is literally everything. Everything is energy. Learning to adjust that allowed me to get more done by doing less, really. It allowed me to implement and use the full power of my subconscious mind by even things that are as simple as like asking good questions of my subconscious mind. Like before I go to sleep at night, I might ask my mind something like, what would it take for me to accomplish whatever goal tomorrow? And then I go to sleep and I don't worry about it again. And my mind figures out the answer. I'm not working hard on it. It is. Asking good questions of my subconscious mind, adjusting my energy, spending more time meditating, and spending more time slowing down. This year was a huge year for me to just embrace pleasure in all of its forms and embrace slowness. Because as somebody who works primarily with the nervous system, whether it's the sleep of the nervous system in hypnotherapy or regulating it with EFT, it appreciates it when we're slow. It wants slowness. There is safety in slowness. And almost everything feels better slow too. So I really embraced that. I embraced that as I was writing my book. I embraced that in my marriage. I embraced that with my kids. Just everything was just about like, how can I slow it down a little bit? And just, it was amazing to me how much more I actually got done moving slower. I really feel like it's one of those examples of like, when you're going really fast, you just don't have the same traction. And when you slow down, it's like that's where like the rubber meets the road and you can really dig in and get a grip on what it is that you're doing, why it's meaningful to you, what it's for, and really just enjoy where you are instead of being miserable where you are because you're not where you're heading to, which we never get to anyway. Exactly. Totally. We never get to anyway. So glad you said that. It is something we have to consciously think about going slow because in our world it's like anything yin feminine slow it's just been deleted you know so it's like we have to actually make an effort to say okay i need to slow down because the world we live in is just not balanced that way it's all speed and it's all right now and out that energy i totally relate to what you were speaking of thank you for sharing that definitely beneficial for everyone listening i like to say slow is the new fast I love that. And it is. It, it, it is. It is. It's that wave is coming. And that could be a whole other episode. Absolutely. The that was episode. the title of one of my chapters in my book, because it was all about like, how do we actually slow down? Like, we all say we want to, but how do we actually do it? Like, how do you implement that? What does that actually look like in your life? Because it's lovely to talk about it. But it's like when we talk about doing emotional freedom techniques, it's one thing to say like, oh, I consciously get that. It's another thing to actually do. 100%. Beautiful. And we are now slowing down into our finale, biohacking with art. Question, are you ready? I, as ready as I'm going to be, Meredith. I mean, bring it. What's the worst case scenario? I love it. So if you could create what it looks like to achieve freedom with your emotions, how would you make it? And what would you choose? I can't even like describe this thing that I'm creating in my brain, but it's somewhere between like a poured paint kind of phenomenon and like mm. pulsing electric light <laughs> and just kind of nice. like this like kind of expand spread of things happening. 
There's a lot of color. There's a lot of color going on, but there's also some like little pockets of it that are just like black and white. Yeah. That's, you know, what it my brain. It's so it's, I love, listen, the weirder, the better. Like this is another fucking artist you're talking to. So it's all good. It reminds me though, what you're talking about of curly and photography. Do you know what curly photography is? It's it basic, sounds familiar, but I can't picture it. It's like photographing the energy of food. It's like on, you can put different yes. things on, on a plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, all of this like light and like different colors comes from like, they've done this with organic fruits versus GMO. It looks completely different with people. And so like an aura. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And wow. no one has ever answered anything like that. It's totally unique. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, if, if there was one thing I'd enjoy more time to do, it's probably create in really bizarre and interesting ways. So as I oh. slow down more, I'll probably bring more of these things to life in different ways. Tell me about it. We need more weird in this world. We need absolutely more weird. And I just love how real it's been today chatting with you, just being raw, talking about the shit, talking about moving through it, talking about our perceived weaknesses and how they're actually our superpowers. Tell us where people can find you and learn more about your work. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very Googleable. So if you just go to my website's my name, so are all my handles. So TeresaLearLevine.com is my website. I'm Teresa Lear Levine on Instagram or wherever you're looking on social. And if you want to get this awesome session that Meredith and I are going to do, then just go to theprivatesessions.com and you'll get that resource also. Awesome. And we will, of course, list all of these resources we chatted about today and more in the show notes. And I hope everyone is able to take away something from this absolutely tremendous tapping conversation we've had today with Teresa to help them go out, face their shit, therefore healing themselves. And remember, as always, the truth will set you free. We will see you all next time. If you liked this episode or you think this show would be useful for someone else, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets with family and friends or subscribe with the link below to receive exclusive perks. And if you're feeling really generous, please leave a review on podchaser.com, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts and pick up a signed copy of my book about how I healed myself from endometriosis on my Instagram at Meredith W. Ochoa. Thank you so much for listening and for having the bravery to face your shit and heal yourself.